Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh my God, yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Welcome to our podcast, Cornadrum. Hey, I am your host, Holly Greystone. I am your other. <laughs> I am your other fabulous host, Gary M. Thorin Jr. I'm questioning whether or not you're our host tonight. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't prepared for you to be laughing all of a sudden. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So. And I think we're in for an amazingly darling episode today, which you'll understand more in a minute. That's absolutely (laughs) there. There we go. Yes. (laughs) But before we jump into that darling conversation, of course, we're going to start off with the. Don't wear it out. Oh yeah, don't wear it out. We have to. We have to hold it out. Stop. Collaborate and listen. But then I says, no, sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're gonna just start and off. And the podcast just uh, ended. Okay, <laughs> the shortest one we've ever had. Is not a vanilla ice fan. Clearly, I like. I, I like. I actually like vanilla ice. Do you? Yeah. You just don't like my my version. Oh, no, I. Oh, I'm talking. I thought at the time I thought it was so fucking hot. Mm. Oh my oh, god. I can see that as a yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I'm not. And he's actually very. He's also very supportive of queer people. So, very much. So. Yeah. I was. I, there was a workout thing that showed up on like a YouTube video of um, like leg lifts or whatever, and you do like alternate with your elbow to the knee kind of thing to vanilla ice. It was just this mom who's got like her baby in her hands and she's like doing it it was cute anyway so I started I played it out loud one morning as my wife and I were getting ready and um I knew all the words I was just singing over the song excitedly you know how I am and I was like why don't we do karaoke and can we do that song because I would love to see that on stage and I'm like and no So anyway, anyway, moving so on. We're, we're doing catch up here. Just so our yeah. week of review, just to catch up of where we've, where we've been. And then we do have our oh, guest today, yeah. which Marcia, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello. Hi, how are you? My name is Marcia Darling. Um, I'm really excited to be here and talking about queer non-drum. Woohoo! <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to get more into questions questions for her in a little bit sounds good but um at the moment what's been going on with with you and desiree and and sassy and max and des and i are great i'll get to that in a second let's talk about the assholes the dogs <laughs> not max not max perfect. max is other than, I, although, other than... I, although i think he's reliving some childhood opportunities that yeah. he missed out on because when i had him it was a different dog mom right mm-hmm. I was younger. I was in college. I had my free time. I could bring him to my campus. He was in the lab with me. He could hang out. I mean, like we just had a very yeah. different life. But he also had a very strict regiment because we lived in college, in a college area. And I was, yeah. you know, I didn't want to be the one roommate that had that dog that like fucked things up for everybody else. So I mean, you had, do that well enough on your own. On my own, you know, right? So really, like, don't need that. That was the agreement yeah. with me, not with the dog. The dog was a bonus, right? So. Right. Yeah, yeah. He had a very strict regimen. Like he had his he had kennel. He uh, very well trained. He, mm-hmm. I trained him for security. Uh, I had a friend who was gang raped and tied to a tree, and so and I didn't want to not go out on hikes anymore. So I trained him to be a defense dog to grab and pull the threat away while I ran away. Which is, I know it sounds terrible for dog lovers. However, he was trained for that. 
purpose. Now, flash forward, he's 12 years old and he's got these barely two-year-old puppies. They're like, trash in the bathroom is primo. But don't stop there. They got into the tissue box, underwear, socks, the dirty tissue box, the empty. Well, that tastes better. It tastes even better. I feel like I mean, you're like, on, but... if I eat the snotty tissue that my wife puts into, well, you're not. I, I, yeah, I'm not eating. I'm Make sure you right. I, I, rephrase I'm that not, a little I bit. I see that. I'm like, yeah, that I... mom, that mama A puts into like the, the empty Kleenex box. If I eat it, I'm going to get their power. It's like, I don't understand the, the obsession. But they have destroyed so much and literally we'll open up our bedroom door or go upstairs or whatever. And it's just completely graffiti with just to- like they toilet paper in our entire master bedroom, the bathroom, the closet, the shower area, all the way down the stairs into the formal dining room underneath the table. I was still finding shit two days later. And then we thought, at least I thought my wife had thrown it all away. And we put them up there during our board meeting this morning for a nonprofit that I, we sit on. And we went up there to get them out. They've been up to maybe an hour and a half. They apparently Desiree left the trash bag up there, and so they retrashed the entire bedroom. So I'm and the night before they just marked the entire fucking hallway. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't know what is going on, but something has changed for them perceptually that they feel that they need to do this. And so now we've just locked them up tighter. So instead of having the whole house to themselves, they now have a kennel. So they don't get to just roam free anymore. How's Sassy doing? She's probably the ringleader, honestly. Sassy's the kitty. and She's, she's just probably the one that mess. like sat on top of the closed trash can and was like, check it out and wiggle her butt until the can tra- tipped over. And she's like, you should probably play with that. And then fucked off. And left I can see her doing that. Oh, 100%. She knocks things off the counter all the time. The toothbrush head that they suddenly had in their mouth, I guarantee you that came from the cat. They just knocked it off the counter. And how's my how's my favorite Greystone doing? Is that the one that that would be Desiree? <sighs> I say that, and we just actually we just got back from a dinner. We just got done having dinner, yeah. So. And he gave me the most weirdest awkward hug he's ever given me. Uh, full embrace and love for my mom, who who just sprung a surprise visit, which I appreciate. Um, why did she do it? Because you asked her to. Thank you. <laughs> so you get, and then she gets this great hug, and then I get this like weird, awkward side hug. I'm like, do I stink? Like, I know I don't stink, but you know, one's gotta wonder. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. You know, she's doing good. She's yeah. a little frustrated with some construction projects yeah. on her on her business, which we talked about. Um. We had a coming to Jesus moment with the project manager and the city who has to permit the project. And I didn't let them gaslight me. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. You told us you're only going to do this. I'm like, I have it in writing. and I have witnesses. Don't mm -mm, own it. Let's move forward from there. Like we don't, we're already fucked at this point. I don't need you to gaslight me into thinking I fucked up at the beginning. I did it. You had a job and you didn't do it. Um, And we're learning. It's fine. Let's move forward. So that's that's happening. Um, we're trying to sell some real estate on the on the on the west side of Washington um, that had a whole bunch of stressful things involved with that that shouldn't have had happened. But people made assumptions. Well, the man owned the property for thirty five years, and he you're died. still going through that shit. Yeah. Oh God, I'm sorry. The lawyer didn't file the the report. Anyway, I don't. Okay, think, I don't our listeners don't need to go through that. Anyhow, again, they're again, <laughs> it's same shit. Anyway. So they just assumed since a different year, literally. Honestly, yeah. honestly. So 
they just assumed that what I think happened initially five years ago when Desiree's husband passed, they just assumed since he owned it for 30 years, he of course he owned it outright. Why would we have to do our due diligence and check to make sure that the actual deed was in their name? Mm-hmm. Especially since no one was presented at the time of death. Due diligence will tell you to go double check that before you do a quick deed to the wife. They didn't do that several times. So it's it's been very stressful, but we're we're we lost a hundred thousand dollars on a sale, which sucks because we were hoped to use that as capital for the building, uh, the the new business. Um, you know, it's it sucks, but we'll just move through it and just hope that it goes, you know, pay it forward in some other way. Um, and then our, our our other house is on the market and we're hoping to get some good bites on that here soon. So then we could be a little bit more free to focus on the business. Yeah. But otherwise good, good. Yeah. And how about you guys? How are you and your hubby doing? Um, same old, same old. Uh, the, again, you guys are here about, I love my job and mm-hmm. I wish it paid better. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> Don't we all? But I, I love my job. Um, that's it's so much better than other places I've worked. Um, so loving that. Dean's having some challenges. Uh, first of all, Dean has now gone two days without a single cigarette. For those of you who Woo! know Dean, that's like huge, huge for him. And he, yeah, that's um, that is huge. Huge. So you know when you if you see Dean, tell him congratulations because it's that's amazing. Um, my uh, oh my my grandsons are a little irritated me right now. Oh, because I bought, right age. I bought their mother a lock for the refrigerator. Oh no! Because you 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 think your dogs are being assholes? Well, we've got I loving them dearly, but two grandsons who have been little assholes, who have um they, Lily sent me pictures of a video of them having taken all an eighteen carton egg thing out and breaking it all up onto the floor adding in other things to see what cool colors it made. Oh, I and, did that shit to my mom. And I mean, uh, now poor I'm, Lily's now like I feel bad. tears. <laughs> and so that was like, and I go, and so that, oh, they were pissed. And I made sure to go, well, just make sure let them know it's from grandpa. You know, this is a present yeah, from grandpa. grandpa. Yeah. And um, yeah, but I did that shit to my mom. Oh. I didn't think about it until you literally brought it up. But, I just pictured myself covered in shit i pulled out of the refrigerator one time is one thing or two times but they they do it so i find out fuck it we're gonna so they got like an industrial lock where it's got two on it you have to use keys to unlock it and shit so they are pissed oh i'm sure so that's um my mom had to do that for almost four not quite 40 years but a long time my sister marcia you don't know is special needs um, and she would come down and just open up the fr- and just leave it open. She'll just take shit out and just dump it on the floor. She'll try to dump it into a cup. Things she can't eat that she's allergic to. Just make huge mess. So my mom had to like. Tie so you want to talk crap about your mom at all? Because you know, no. from my understanding, she never listens to our damn <laughs> show. So what you're going to make? You know, no, so, no, I talked to you. No, no, no. Erin's an amazing woman, so I won't do that to her. Even though I wish she would listen to our show, but whatever, you know. So. <laughs> Watch this one time she does. She's like, good shit about me. I need to listen to the other. There episodes. you go. So, <laughs> anything happened with you in the last week? Oh boy, do we want to start with that? Or well, just as long as you're here, I feel I don't want to leave you out of it. You know, yeah. or we can get into the questions if you want to do that. But... Well, I just got back from Vegas. Yeah. I was down there uh, attending CES, the mm-hmm. Consumer Electronics Show. Oh, there, there it is. That's it. There it is. Which is like the biggest electronics show in the world. 
And um, so I'm was hoping to, I have a little invention that I've got patented. Oh, that cool. I'm Congrats. Trying to get onto the market now. So it's like um, going there, kind of scoping things out. I was hoping to build a couple connections, met a few people, but, and uh, build a couple, but what I brought back mostly was a cold and I'm just getting over that. So you sound great. Thank I wouldn't you. have known unless you, so two days the, ago, it wasn't, I was like still. Um, <laughs> my question is, um, did anything happen in Vegas that got to stay in Vegas or just a boring. Um, you're breaking the rule. <laughs> what stays in Vegas? You don't ask. The question. I didn't say she had to tell me what it was. Just wanted, you know, like, <laughs> but yes, you no, don't answer the question. You're on record. <laughs> 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 there wasn't anything out of the ordinary that I did in Vegas oh, that I wouldn't have done anywhere else. Crypt tickets, right? I, I didn't, love that. I didn't say much from what everything I've been mm-hmm. listening to. Yeah. So, do you want to start with questions? Yeah, let's yeah. jump right into yeah, it. So, yeah. Sure. So, to start off with, what are your preferred pronouns? Well, actually, let me go. So, the whole darling thing, let's make sure to explain why it's a darling episode. Oh, well, then you'll have to do well, that. Just because I don't know. That, that's her last name, mm-hmm. Darling. Oh, shit. <laughs> I knew that, dude. I knew it. Oh, my God. I Jesus. was taking it di- in a different direction. Not as, you know, well, and plus, she is a very darling Darling, that's, that's where okay, I was going. But, okay, so, oh anyway. My, yeah, my last good. name is Darling. My first name is Marcia. Um, <laughs> so, so, my last name is uh, Fucked Up. My apologies. <laughs> I'm going to say we each might have had a drink before we got to the... I had two. Yeah, so... Oh, you two. should fill me up. Oh, there I got to say. I offered, I offered, I offered. We can follow that up here in just a moment. That sounds fun. Um, preferred pronouns are she, her, and they, them. Yeah. Um, I'm still kind of figuring out which one I prefer more. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And so, I, I always use she with you, so if that becomes an issue, just... Yeah, that's, I mean, that is interesting because there's, when I first came out, I was like, well, yeah, of course I'm a lesbian. It doesn't feel right. Like, it just Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. But for a while, that was an identifier that I used because it was what I was exposed to, which then led to the, eventually the podcast is like, there are other things out there and how do we find a a way to educate. And see, and the different generation, it's it's truly generationally. For me, when I came out and finally was... (laughs) felt safe enough to come out it was oh yeah no i am a gay man there's no you know i want to make sure you know because that you know you you really want to make sure when you came out that you came out you know if you're going to do it that they understand that it's a it was a hard line there you know mm-hmm. so it's just very different which is great to see as we go along mm-hmm. the change that happened i mean because we're dealing mm-hmm. with I'm 50. I mean, like, even just in sexuality, you have people that there's a lot less oh. bi erasure now than there used to be. I love that. It's just so wonderful. What's this word that you just used? Bi erasure, yeah. which is like for bisexual people, uh-huh. because a lot of times historically in queer communities, they were not welcome. Right. Because they're like, get off the fence, pick a side. Exactly. Because I initially yeah. came out as bi because that felt safer initially. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it's very different on the bi part for a woman coming out as bisexual and a man coming out as bisexual. That's one of the few areas that that women have it better off than than men than men do. That's well, I I even think I would go further and say just like a gay woman, lesbian woman, and Mm. a gay man, because they can almost blend into the community, whereas a gay man can't easily blend in necessarily. I will say that the difference would be that with like me as an older white male, especially as I get older, Uh that's it becomes less and less first of all because as i've gotten older i'm not a i'm not a 
I'm not a sexual threat anymore. People don't take me there. And that's great. But so it really, as a, as a white male, probably maybe more so with a person of color, but a white male. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's not really, I mean, it, yes, there's always the outliers. It's not, but sure. no, it's most extremist assholes. Yeah. So that, um, so say the word, the word again, is bisexual erasure, erasure, by erasure, like by eraser. Erasure. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. basically like saying bi people exist, but they don't exist here. Interesting. It's something that happens and has happened historically. It's happening a lot less now. Sure. Sure. I can see that. But it still happens. It happens. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard this word before. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. So this is why we do this is to, we get to learn as we go along, which yeah. is great. And I'm sorry. I just, so that's something that I've been trying to get her up to date on words. More and more words are, I like to embarrass her with stuff she doesn't know. I mean, you hear that on two for two different reasons. One, you worked in a college environment, so you just heard you had exposures to things I didn't, and you're old as fuck. She did. I got to. She did not know what puppy was in gay culture. <laughs> that was one of the favorite things. Oh, you was sharing like a like exam like a picture example of it. I'm just like stop please. Like is puppy I, like similar to otter. No puppy Okay, you're gonna have to explain otter after this conversation. <laughs> Go ahead. Puppy is um it's more like it, it's like almost kind of S and M where they dress like a dog. They usually have a, a mask on that looks like a puppy. Yeah, like a leather made mask. Yeah, it's um is it like furry adjacent then? Kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, furry yeah. adjacent would be okay. otter is usually it's a slim male who has hair. That's an oh. otter where a, a bear is bigger. So. <laughs> <laughs> is this just like male? Is this like a male thing that ha- like that men just come, like are are women otters too? Or are there women otters? I don't I, have hair. I, on my I've chest. never. I've, yeah, I've no, never heard know. that. I think it's just that. We, that's more of a. Um, I feel like there's a lot of um in like the gay community, especially yeah. in like cities, there's a lot of like wanting to categorize people based on how they look. Oh, definitely. And so and that's where a lot of those terms I, I, We talked about it before on our show. If I wear lipstick, oh, you must be a lipstick lesbian, but I wear a tool belt, oh, you must be a dyke <laughs> or butch. <laughs> but I'm like, can I be both? Chapstick. <laughs> right? Like, right? Exactly. It's that's like, what um Ellen DeGeneres call herself, a chapstick lesbian. A chapstick lesbian, yeah. I, like, I, heard, I remember that. No, and like for me, I, I mean, if I was going to, truly categorize who I it's usually otters who I would probably tend to go that's who I'm more attracted towards so I okay. mean I'd be that's when Dean Thanks was for the visual yeah okay, got it Dean is <laughs> Dean, Dean is much more the otter type especially he so, so that's, um, yeah you can sit there if you want yeah so that's anyway next question we have oh that um, was the first question that was yeah we just did the first see that's yeah, what this is the first <laughs> we went off the rails early this time no, we barely got into that first question <laughs> you already kind of did this but did you want to talk a little about yourself okay well fine we're just gonna take a time out and go get the whiskey this <laughs> i wouldn't be i would be down for that Okay, do you want to stop for a minute? Go get the whiskey. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, All right, uh, listeners, go ahead and just pretend that there's a commercial playing. Yeah. We'll be back in, uh, I don't know, when we feel like it. Yeah. All right, I hope you enjoyed that commercial break that did not exist. I am going to pour us some upper lord. Sure. <laughs> sure. How, did I say it right? Say it. with it. Say it with an Irish accent. Abelor. Abelor. whiskey. Um, this That's is a, Irish. Hmm. There you go. Okay. Uh, it's an American... 
oak cask with a sherry oak. I don't care. It's Listen, whiskey. It's whiskey. It's good. It's actually a gift from a friend of mine from their travels um, over in England. And what I do is I only have my friends get me gifts like this. Like Gary got me some gin. That smells really, it's really good. good. I smell it. Um, Gary got me some gin on on a travel oh. that he went on, and I only drink it on special occasions because I, I want. I, did that. I savor. I see. I still have a little bit of that yeah. gin. Uh, I savor it from those moments. I bring those that that memory and that gift that that person bestowed upon me over the last year or whatever, and I bring it into those moments. So I'm grateful that I get to do this with our guest. Cheers! Cheers! And I just you I want to answer that question. You could ask your question yeah. again while we. Oh, that is so delightful. Since it's been so long since I you we were gone so long, you probably have already <laughs> forgotten the question. You know that that was it to tell me about. Tell you about myself. Uh, just a little bit. You enjoy whiskey. I do enjoy whiskey. Oh no! Here we go. It's a a Scottish whiskey. I didn't do the accent oh, right at all for anybody. No, but it's okay. <laughs> I was guessing right. Irish. I had it wrong too. Yeah. So anyway, my name is Marcia. Um, a little bit about myself. If you haven't guessed already, I'm trans. Um, Why I, would I guess that? For my voice. I was talking to the listeners. Oh, sorry. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And can I say, I yeah. don't, just on that note, mm -hmm. I did not until it took me days where then I, that's when I realized that you might be, I had no clue. So that's really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, cause I, I didn't always know like everybody no, knows right no. away. Mm -hmm. I will say, I'm sorry. I didn't remember, we, we, You're not going to get anywhere. This question. Yeah. <laughs> How how the two of us met is as I know I've known her a little longer than Holly. We met uh, for auditions for a Dracula play. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, mm -hmm. she actually did one of. I assumed she was going to be Dracula because of how amazing she did, mm -hmm. and then she wasn't. The other guy did a great job. I did my Dracula voice because I'm like gender fluid, especially yeah. when I'm performing. Can you do your Dracula voice? So I was like, I need to hear what this. Did I say? Please give give me a line to say. Oh fuck, I don't remember. Anything oh about fuck, I don't remember. Oh fuck, I do not remember. Dean and I we left out in I just sorry, the other guy was fine, but why? Like that was so good. Well no, Dean and I left going, well, we know who got Dracula. We just yeah. assumed, you know, yeah. so it's like so it was like but it's auditioned really good too. Oh wow. It was, if, it was... if Gary said you did, you did. Yeah. I'm not he's a director. I mean he's I, I director. don't. Desiree has gotten upset with me somewhat. She asked me how I felt about a play that, that she was part of, and I told her. Hard for the course with this guy. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry. I'm sorry. I think it's about so yourself. tell us about yourself. Yeah, sorry. I, I interrupted you. I I would not know that. I don't make those. I really try not to make those assumptions yeah. about folks. Well, it's anyway. human nature. It is. Me, I mean, I it is. No. It is human nature. It, it, there's a defense mechanism that is ingrained in our geom uh, genome to do that in general. Yeah, not, not in general, our geometry. Not, not in our geometry. In my geometry. Though. In your geometry. <laughs> specifically. You know, yeah. I do like my pentagon. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, please right. carry on. So anyway, we're actually coming up on my one year transversary. It's oh, going to be in 11 days from now. Well, happy, oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Day. Yeah, <laughs> that's birthday. Transversary is the day yeah. that I realized I was trans. And um, up until that point, I had been living life, you know, as my assigned gender at birth. 
And so um, it was a very significant time for me because it um, just kind of put everything into context that I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. I had struggled with depression for years. I had had a problem with alcoholism for a long time. Um, I hadn't been able to live really when it came down to it. And so like, this is like the first year of like the rest of my life. And like, I couldn't- I love that. First year of the rest of my life. That'd be that's a great book. Can you write that book? Sure. I would buy that book. Sure. No, that's, that's great. Because I think I think that I think that speaks to a lot of people, not just individuals who identify as transgender, but mm-hmm. even you know, like for myself, I really didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. Right. And we hope we have those moments. I didn't know who I was until I figured out figured out, oh, okay. That's a thing I can be. Yeah. Like yeah. it just, you know, but yeah. It was also it was something that I knew existed, but mm-hmm. I didn't think that it could be me. If that makes sense. That's yes. Yes. No, 100%. We've talked about this on the show because my mom raised us to be accepting of all people, especially when the church be like, oh, the gays. She'd be like, God is love. Mm-hmm. We love, we love all people. We do not judge. She'd always been affirming. And so, but for some reason I was, a, I was concerned about it and it was not my thing. But when I came out, I was like, oh, it is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's okay. You, yeah. yeah. You said, but we can get to that later on Yeah, how that yeah. went with me. But, um, so I came from a very religious background as well. Oh, okay. um, I was actually, I consider myself a homeschooling survivor. <laughs> so, uh, and so I'm kind of an advocate for that too. Okay. Surviving um, homeschool or homeschool in general? Surviving homeschool. Okay. okay. And especially the kind of like um, detrimental effects that it can have on people. Um, okay. I don't think anybody really realized what homeschooling is actually like until we had the pandemic and people were in quarantine. Yeah. And that was my entire childhood was that quarantine. And so, okay, that's interesting. Were you, so, yeah. were you just, an only child? No, I had a brother, but he hated my guts. <laughs> so, do you think that your experience is necessarily all homeschooling experiences, or do you think that because the the religious pieces to that, I think I had added to it. I had a more positive homeschooling experience than most people I've talked to. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but we can get into that a little bit. Yeah, later for sure. Yeah. For sure. And also something that I say um, about being trans is that I'm not trans to be, um, I'm not trans because I like want to be a woman or I'm trans because I want to be queer or anything like that. I'm just trans because I want to be me, you know, and the me that I want to be is good. I respect that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's kind of like, well, am I she, her, or they, them? We'll, we'll see. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, I feel that. It could change. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's like one of those things I like being able to do like all kinds of weird voices, you know? I like being able to sing Be, and stuff. Being you, like when before I knew I was a, a queer anything, right? Mm-hmm. People were like, well, are you know, what's your gender or what's your ethnicity? I'm like human. What's your race? Human. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what know, matters. That's what matters. And I was always, I mean, it was, it kind of was a sarcastic response, but it was a, a sarcastic, uh, forward thinking response, right? Mm-hmm. It just, I, I, I didn't think that I needed to be pigeonholed into white or whatever it's like well i'm white but i'm also irish and british and scottish and welsh and they're not asking about that they're just asking about are you white Mm -hmm. or latino or right like i'm like what does that matter like no one had explained to me at a young age what those metrics meant and like what they what those values meant in terms of dollars being spent in schools and and levies and stuff like that and so i just like i'm human fuck you yeah you know and i've kind of taken that role now i and we, again, we have talked about that. It's just like, 
my wife doesn't identify as a queer as a gay woman which a, a queer woman for sure mm-hmm. like yeah i mean i love who i love i don't necessarily know i identify as pansexual i don't necessarily identify as bisexual i love who i love yeah and that's fair that's yeah. valid yeah, yeah. So I respect that. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we move um, on? Let's see. I am. Did I say I was an entrepreneur and inventor? No, please do speak. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> spirit. Move something on. I've been working on a, a little bit more than a year now. Um, I have a little invention that I'm calling StreamPad, and you can go to www.streampad.tech our website okay. to see it it's under construction right now but hopefully by the time this episode is out <laughs> yeah this episode will drop t- on a sunday so it will be shortly afterwards but for our listeners i will make you know pay attention to our listener notes and our website we'll go ahead and yeah, update we'll that with information yeah. we'll put it up there so you. i have and so tell us more about that if it's, mind. it's an invention that makes uh live streaming super simple we could have used that two years ago. Yeah. Anyway. Broadcast live streaming. So the idea is you have this device called a stream pad. It's about the size of a deck of cards. There's a USB on it. You plug the USB into your computer. It sets everything up for you to live stream on something like uh, Twitch or Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Or I guess it would be Facebook Gaming. And then all you have to do is enter in your account info for that and your stream key. And then it sets everything else up for you. All you have to do is flip the switch on it and then your stream's live. So when can I get this? <laughs> As soon as I raise enough funding to get it manufactured. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So how much money are you thinking you might need? 250000 250000 And have you put this on Kickstarter? Or... Not yet. That's what we're going for. And that's what I went down to CES for. Okay. So you we said actually... we. So there's another... Yeah, there's people working on it with me. Oh, I have a fantastic. team that's been working on it with me. Okay. Started with it by myself. I've got a team of three or four now working okay. on it. Um, everybody has their own areas of expertise. Sure. Uh, naturally. Naturally. Right. Naturally. Naturally. So 250 to get it launched. Mm-hmm. Might put it on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We're planning on putting it on Kickstarter. Sure. And I'm actually working with a film crew to put oh. together a Kickstarter video. And we'll start cool. working with them next okay. week sometime. Okay. So that should be really fun. Cool. Well, if any of that falls through, let me know. I have uh, people who do film, filming and marketing and stuff like that. Be okay. happy. I'd still be happy to connect. To connect. Yeah. yeah it, fair enough. Yeah. And and I would be interested in, in learning more about this offline. And yeah, because that's been someone who uh, does social media training for businesses. But that was my job, my, my job, my company before coming into this uh, moment. And as a podcaster, you know, <laughs> I never thought that would be my thing. But, you know, here we are. And um it was always a struggle yeah always a struggle I'm like god you know i gotta get this set up uh is it gonna is it gonna go to facebook is it gonna is it gonna actually stream properly People, everyone gonna see it pro- you know so well, and that's where like our patented technology comes in because we have like this specific way of indicating it i love it which is pretty cool cool well so. congrats i wish you the most success uh, with that i'm pretty excited so, <laughs> so we know that you're 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 an inventor an actress voice over artist mm-hmm. um i also know you can sing i've heard you sing oh so, uh, yeah we just did a little at sheridan and i've actually i heard her at, at the play we're in but she sure um and then what so with all that wonderful stuff like holly and i we still have to do other shit till this you know launch well, what what do you do in the real world right now to- in the real world right now i work as a cook at a at a food truck at the oh. grub truck over in uh oh yeah. yeah so i do all the prep work for them okay no nummies. i've, it's good I've always enjoyed cooking and i think i'll always do it as a hobby but i'm looking forward to the time that i don't have to do it oh. 
Yeah, I get that completely. So yeah. yeah. Before that, I had a um, I was doing repl- uh, employee recruitment for some farms around here. Okay. Okay. Is this just a fairly is are you have you just been working there fairly recently or is that have you been doing that for a while? I would say within the last five months. Okay. I think is when I started. So about when were you starting that as the play was going on? I'm yeah, sure. a little bit after the play started. Okay, that's what I, it seemed. I I that's I seem to remember connecting mm-hmm. that kind of a little bit with that. So. Well, the next question I was going to ask was about your dreams and goals, and it sounds like obviously one of those dreams and goals is this launching of your product. Is yes, I would love that. Anything yeah. else? I mean, for me, launching that product is really kind of like when I look at where I want to be in life at this age, and then where I actually am. And where I think I could be. Um, I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like there's like a 10 year missing gap in my life between where. Okay. Where you, where you think where you I should be. be and where, where I am, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so kind of by like inventing this and putting all of this together, it's like kind of showing, Hey, there's things I can do let's mm-hmm. let's get started let's let's get connected with people and let's let's see the things we can do because i have a whole bunch of other ideas once that one gets oh off sure the ground. yeah it, one feeds into the next and that yeah exactly yeah yeah may I ask how old you are 32 32 you look a lot younger first of all so, but <laughs> how much would you guess oh i thought you were like 24 25 that's so. what most people tell yeah, me so that's, yeah. i assume that so. i would on safe i would just gone 27 mm-hmm. just yeah. because just to be safe. it's a safe number yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thirty. I'm going to be thirty-three in a month or two. Where? So you said. It's be 40. Hey, now, 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 now. You brought that up last episode. You're going to be forty in ten years. Yes, in ten yeah. years. I know, right? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I love the fact that new new host right here. <laughs> Get out of here, Gary. Where are you leaving? I don't understand. Oh! Oh! Well done. Well done. Okay. Um. So the uh so uh. So Besides that, that, I love playing uh, D and D. I DM a lot. You have any girlfriends? Just saying, are you just, you just? I literally, as we were starting this podcast, I was closing my D and D screens. Nice, because I have, I was, I have this um, human. Um, yeah. So here's it's the wealthy merchant. Um, you could do in like an hour or whatever. It's a zero level stardom kind of teach people how to do checks and stuff. Oh, fun. And this this human has been antisocial, kind of just figuring things out. They're teen, like young teenager, just trying to figure stuff out. And mom's like, "Hey, you play D and D, right?" And I'm like, "I do." And they're like, "Will you like hang out with my human?" And I'm like, "Yes, in a public space." I'd be happy to do that. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's a place in town that has a D&D table. And so we had, we met one, our first time meeting, we played like three hours or whatever. And then just the other day we played for an hour and it was just, it's just very interesting just how much D&D can oh, bridge yeah. so many different types of people together. Mm-hmm. So it really brings people together. We talk so much about D&D. Oh, it's one of my favorite things about it is that collaborative storytelling aspect yes and it really brings into i feel like people who play D together and improv together like mm-hmm. that tend to grow closer together than any other groups that i've mm-hmm. been a part of yeah we'll have to follow up offline okay i have so many questions but that's, that's cool good. all right yeah. sorry i geeked out for a second so i mean is i is that anything else you want to share with us on that stuff mm-hmm. or i mean which is i mean you've shared a lot so. <laughs> 
you're, you're don't feel obligated. Tell you about myself. And it's like, well, how do I condense 32 years of experience? Yeah, into right. Five sentences. Oh, no, you go crazy. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So. Well, you had, you had said like where you are now and where you wanted to be at mm -hmm. that age. And for me, I reflect on that. It's like, I, I wasn't sure I was going to live as long as I did. Mm -hmm. Not because there was any real reason for me to think otherwise. Um, it just, you know, we, you just don't know. You just, you know, I was like, I hope I'm a good person. I hope people remember me for something good in the world. But recently, you still have time. I still have time. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but recently, um, my what I realized is I've gotten to this point in my life where I might have a company that's successful. I might have a product that's successful. But the biggest thing for me is that when I leave this earth, did I leave it in a better place than I found it? Mm -hmm. Did I leave the lives that I impacted better than I found it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think about that now when I interact with anybody, you know, from the assholes to the sweetest and most genuine people. Trying to people to, in your own family. Yeah, people in your own family. And just like keeping that compassion open of who I am. And I'm in a situation where I've I've opened up my my home with to a person my, my my home that I'm selling excuse me to a person I barely know because mm -hmm. they've been on home unexpectedly I don't know them very well and instinctively I want to just be like no because I've been hurt but at the same time if I'm going to live to my true tenets as a person then I have I, I just what well, I have this house this is literally sitting on the market mm -hmm. why wouldn't I let you use a bedroom yeah I I feel like for me that's always been central to who I am Mm -hmm. is that very generous nature. And it's only recently that I've been extending that same sort of compassion to myself that I always extend to other people. That's huge. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Welcome to 32. Thank you. You did it well. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to the next question. Well, I, I do want to say real quickly that, yeah. that I said everybody quick. has their at about your age starts going god what have i done for the last 10 years it, it, it's just that, yeah that's, that's really normal, normal. yeah it so you, and you've done amazing things you just from what you're still a little bit you've talked so you're yeah. you're doing I was, you're doing the most people i was people. in that until i was about so, 35 mm -hmm. yeah. um, anyway i think everybody's still in it to some extent too. to some extent yeah oh, i yeah. think it pushes that especially I'm entrepreneur mm -hmm. per yeah. personalities forward. It's still, yeah it, it always hopefully it'll always be there for you it's i'm still i'm so it i'm still there so it but yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. Way, so. Not that you needed us to affirm it, but here we are. I do yeah. need that. As much as everybody needs an affirmation. All yeah. You know what? So fuck yes. you. No. Well, that's <laughs> an <you>. affirmation. <laughs> not with you. Anyway, moving on. So um this kind of leads into it. You know, what what are your um so what um do you have any role did you have any role models growing up and oh did we skip the hopes and dreams one well we've kind of well there was the goals and dreams oh, but if goals you want and dreams. i could go back and ask for your hopes goals and dreams hopes goals and dreams hopes and goals and dreams it's either yeah i kind of all got meshed yeah a little bit yeah. Sorry, yeah excuse me um i really want my own family mm -hmm. i what really is, what does that mean my own family a place that feels like home Okay, could that people could, that feel like home. That could be in theater, that could be D and D groups, that could be community based, it could be in your literal four walls of your home. Oh, I'd like to have kids. Okay. Yeah. So you wanna you wanna have humans. Yeah. I'd Got like it. to have my own tiny humans. Okay. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to be well respected within my field. 
whatever that turns out to be. Okay. I'd like to do something that matters and something that lasts longer than me. Sure. But I feel like every human kind of has that feeling. I think, yeah, people who think outside of themselves in a way of what how they're impacting the community. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, yeah. I think you're well on your way. Thank you. Yeah. I, Still mean, I barely it. know you, but I feel like that's... <laughs> so are you looking more like a nuclear family? I mean, that true, like, you know, the, the two parents and 2.5 kids or what... When you say family, what do you, what, what, what are you looking for in particular? I'm not sure. I think that's something that will come as it comes okay. and I'll recognize it when it shows up rather than try to build it into whatever idea I have in my mind. Well, that's that's a great, healthy way of looking at it. Yeah. So. Thank you. Um, You'd be surprised what you find in your life. Yes, yeah. I already have. <laughs> yeah. So did, did you have any role models growing up or now? Okay, so role models. I think growing up, my mom was a big one. Mm -hmm. She was always, um, well, she was always in my life. And she was always the kind of person who, okay, so I was raised on a farm. And so she was the kind of person that if the tractor wouldn't work or one of the guys wouldn't do it, she'd go out and figure out how to drive the tractor and just do stuff herself. She was always wearing... She was a get shit done -er. She was a get shit done -er. And she was also very kind and very loving to everybody. And so I always really respected that about her. Um, and then during different phases of my life, there were different people who had influence on me for a long time in my life uh kierkegaard soren kierkegaard was one of my oh. favorite philosophers okay um and his philosophy really influenced the way i saw the world um i would say now i'm more of a fan of foucault well you just like you're you're well read i'm like <laughs> i'm like okay. hold on i'm just like i, I got grill. Grill. i got a good <laughs> spell that for <laughs> definitely a huge influence on the way that I think about the world. Um, he had a book where he talked about, well, he had several, but there was one in particular where he talked about the way prisons were built and how that reflects the world that I, we're yeah. in. It's a good one. I haven't read it, but I've seen excerpts. I haven't read it either. Oh, just <laughs> but I've read about it. Yeah, it's like that. It's like, <laughs> this is my role model, but I haven't read his shit. But I've read about his shit, and it sounds totally good. It sounds <laughs> totally dope. I'm so dumb. Well, it's, it's oh, fucking intelligent. Yeah. And just, um, I've watched some of his um, talks. Okay. Although they're translated because he mostly spoke in French. Yeah. So. I assume you don't speak French then? Mm, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, can I can I ask, is your um you talked about your mom in past tense? Is she still with us or is she Yeah, she's still around. She's okay. just not really much of a part of my life anymore. That's sad. Which sorry. we can get into that later. Yeah, later. Okay. Well, sure. If you want to. Sounds good. We will. Um, what are some of your biggest challenges and, and rewards? In general? Yeah, in general. Let's start with in general. Because you got, I mean, obviously you got some entrepreneurial things that you're going through. Mm -hmm. And that's going to have its challenges naturally. But in general, yeah, it, you can take that question however it struck you. I would say right now a huge challenge for me is just kind of trying to figure out how to deal with transitioning. Mm -hmm. um, because there's a whole lot that goes into that that you just are completely ignorant of until it starts happening to you. I can only imagine. Um, like trying to figure out 
I'm very, very thankful that, you know, you didn't even realize I was trans, Gary, until a few days in at least. Yeah, no. Because I specifically was trying to do that and worked very hard to make that happen. And now I'm kind of like, well, maybe I should stop working on that so hard and maybe I should be a little bit lax on that. But then when I hear myself talking in like my male voice, I get like frustrated with myself and I'll feel like off balance. And I just had a cold where I couldn't sound how I oh, wanted. And I sure. still don't sound the how Phoebe I The Phoebe voice. The yeah, Phoebe exactly. voice. Yeah. Interesting. I you probably know of when you say the Phoebe is voice. Is that from Friends? It is, yeah, from, it is Friends. from Friends. There's a whole thing in Friends when Phoebe gets a cold and mm-hmm. she's a she she sings and play and, and plays. She actually her sounds good when she's doing it. And when things. she has a cold, she just has like this phenomenal oh, voice. voice that everyone's like, oh my God, that's the voice. And so it's what well, yeah, it's a cultural reference if mm-hmm. you're a friends uh fan but um yeah you know i haven't thought about that i i i can't i think you may have told me when when you said hey for representation and having on our show i really like to ask marcia to be on our show as a rep you know representing part of our queer community and i'm like oh so she's you know she's gay that was the immediate (laughs) assumption before that was filled in well i am gay too so well right but but those are still assumptions you know we we do make those assumptions and yeah i I hadn't thought about it from that perspective and then figuring out how to date is this is a whole lot different too yeah i can imagine i know that another friend of mine who's transitioning um very open about going from uh female to male Mm -hmm. and they have a challenge because they they don't want to date they want to date I'm saying how they say it, okay? So they want to date, date straight women. Mm-hmm. They don't want to date lesbians, mm-hmm. and they're going. The they're only they're not doing any operations. So I and he he gets very frustrated. I'm going well, you know, and I don't understand it, but you know, you you live your life, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like, so I again stuff like I. I well, and they too can also be, <laughs> they can also be figuring things out too, just as you were saying, like they, yeah. them, she, her, like you're still well, some and, a- aspect of who you are. Still and he's figuring been going out. through this transition now for 10 years. He's sort of, he's really, oh, that's pretty, I mean, he's that's really pretty solid. Worried. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's where he's at. So okay. again, but, with yeah. our assumptions. I mean, I know somebody who's trans mask and what trans what? Trans mask, trans masculine. Oh, right. Okay. So there's trans femme, which is trans feminine. There's trans mask, which is trans masculine. Now is that now I'm I'm ignorant in this, so forgive me if I offend. But mm-hmm. you say trans mask or trans feminine, is that also apply to female male on either side? Not that? always. Okay. So usually, but not usually, always. but not because always. you can be like trans femme non-binary, where your assigned gender at birth was male, so assigned male at birth or AMAB, and then be trans femme, but then consider yourself non-binary. Okay. So then you would be trans femme without considering yourself a woman. Or you can be trans mask non-binary, same thing. And I have some good friends that are that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's new. That yeah. it's new to me. I have yeah. one trans masculine friend who took just enough testosterone so he could grow a beard. And then he was like, okay, I don't want any more of that. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I got on the 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 one night they, they were taking taking uh-huh. testosterone and oh, then until uh until i started to lose hair go fuck that i'm done yeah. never mind yes <laughs> nope nope was getting a nice little you know getting a whole facial up but it started losing hair nope never mind i don't want a bald spot yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm, it's a whole world I yeah. don't know about because it's not a world mm -hmm. um, that I'm directly related. Like, I'm not a transgender individual. Um, and it's kind of fun being one because you can be like, let's see what technology we have and let's see how we can apply it and let's see what would be useful for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. It lets you experience the world in a in kind of a broader window. Sure. Than somebody who isn't. I could see that being very beneficial, actually. I mean, I've I've gone through having, you know, the male sex drive and now I have the female sex drive. And that's really, really interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. I would read that book. Okay. There's, <laughs> there's a comedian who is going through and becoming, becoming um, again, going to male. She's... Transmass. Transmass, thank you. And um, I'm... That he said it was really weird to wake up one day and also realize that he was attracted to he had been attracted to women pre and now also attracted to gay males. It's mm -hmm. just it was, it's just like it's just it's a I got to remember that it's a hilarious routine that he does. That it's yeah, he think of the comedian. I'll check, I'll love so, to yeah. check that. Yeah, out. that happens sometimes because yeah. hormones can. Yeah, there's there's some question whether hormones change your sexual attraction. Or whether just hormones kind of like bring out what you initially repressed in yourself mm. when it comes to attraction. Um, for me personally, I always considered myself straight, but I always seemed like pre-transition, mm -hmm. right? I considered myself straight. But then I always was like, when I was talking with other guys about girls, I was just like, what is, what are wrong with you? Like girls are more than tits and ass. Like weird <laughs> weird how evolved <laughs> and so then now that i'm like dating as like an, a lesbian it feels a lot more natural to me and it feels a lot like attraction definitely feels different there's a lot more of the longing just to like hold on to somebody and keep them close and tight to you rather than you know kind of the more explosive lust that I would feel pre-transition but it definitely suits me I'm definitely happy to be where I'm at well it's good and I'm excited to see what the future holds too and you seem very happy that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you in this is that just from when I first met you you seem very sure of who you were and everything so yeah I feel like especially in the world today, people get so caught up in like the trans experience and how depressing it can be because it's so hard to be passing. It's so hard to be living in a society that doesn't accept you. It's so hard to be worrying about how everybody is seeing you. It's so hard to encounter harassment when you're walking around in your day-to-day -day things. But there's so many like joys in it. There's so much like beauty in it that, and especially for me, having gone from like such a low depressive state to where I was at before to where I am now. It's just like night and day difference. It's like I've woken up and the, the blinds are pulled and I can see the sun for the first time in my life. So how would I not be happy? Oh, wow. Gives me a little choked yeah, up. Just yeah, that. So yeah, yeah, nice. Um, okay. It kind so of if I can, like one of my goals is to be able to express that to people more. I, I feel like right. you just captured that moment pretty well. You did use a phrase passing. Passing is when you pass as the gender that you're trying to 
Oh, be. okay. Just like if passing for me would be passing as a heterosexual male, same kind of, but just it's sort of like, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's that same. Sure. But yeah, just the. So I think, go ahead. It's a little bit different because yeah. like some, well, yeah. No, it's, yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. Yes, but, but no. No. Um, it's it's the difference know. between being treated like a woman when you're out in public or being treated like a man in uh, cross-dressing. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good way of very good way of putting it. Treating as a man is crossing. So, so when I'm out in public, am I being treated like a woman, or am I being treated like a cross-dressing man? Oh, which uh, that's what passing is. When you pass, you're treated like a woman. When you don't pass, you're treated like a cross-dressing male, or as a transgender. Took me back to that um, Patrick Swayze uh, movie. I hate that movie. I know, I you know you do, and. Where, where they have there's like five of them that are uh cross-dressing three, three of them that are cross-dressing and there's the latino actor yeah and they're just they kind of shit on him because he's not passing mm-hmm. because it's very obvious and then the, at the end of the movie he clearly has has made some sort of change in his passing and and based off of what you're telling me dirty not dirty dancing wow too long too long boo yes i not this. a fan i know i know and, and there's some things there that didn't go well but it just that was the Sounds image problematic right there's well, right but there was, but the for me from the 90s so i mean it's but the image it's a lot of problematic movies from the 90s yeah. yeah but the image came in is like he wanted as john like was almost he wanted Sorry. to pass as a as a woman like that was his his character right mm-hmm. coming across that way and i don't know that was just the image just now for me i'm like oh oh i will and, say of the three of them he did the best job of trying to portray something that he wasn't at all Mm-hmm. He did. The, you could tell he tried. He took it a lot more seriously. Yeah, agreed. Wesley Snipes, who had a scene where he went out and played basketball as a female, and all it just was. It was just. It was a terrible. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we want to get into problematic well, movies, into we can talk problem. about Ace Ventura. Uh, let's not. Okay. Yeah, that one was a fit. Anyway, moving on. Uh, well, I mean, you really did. You kind of you you put all the challenges and rewards together. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that before we move on? I mean, you said that you stated it so beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I still, for me, um, every day I want to be growing. For me, as long as I continue to grow as a person and as a human and help the people around me grow, then, you know, that's that's the biggest reward. So I do want to springboard a little bit off it. You, you this combined here with what you were talking before about the voice. Do you have to consciously think about keeping your voice feminine, or is it just more natural now? Or was there a point where that switched over? Or because I wouldn't have guessed. I mean, again, I wouldn't have guessed that that was even something you thought about because it just seems so natural to me. So is that is that something you had to? Is it something you still think about? So I'm kind of lucky because I kind of have a natural talent for voices. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to slip in and out of voices. Yeah. Um, but like this voice that I'm using right now is one that I'm not actually happy with. Oh, I think okay. it's pretty good. I think it's like 70% there to okay. where I'd like it to be. Um, but voices to me are kind of like modes. Okay. And they seem to follow me through like what what my exterior circumstances are, okay. if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100. So if I'm, for example, if I'm in my apartment and I'm hanging out with my roommate mm-hmm. and she's a trans too, but she doesn't do any voice training. Okay. So her voice is very low, masculine. I mean, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not very masculine, but it's definitely in the lower register. I tend to let mine slip into that lower register too, because it doesn't really matter around her. Um, If I'm doing something that's public facing, I'm a lot more conscious about it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm doing something, when I'm interacting with strangers, I'm a lot more conscious about it too. It's one of those things that, but once you're kind of in that mode, mm-hmm. you don't really have to think about it anymore. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's like a little switch, kind of. I think most not to. I, I don't want to. I think a lot of queer people feel that way. I know that I when I'm like with a group of straight males, my voice just goes lower automatically. Mm-hmm. It just does. When I'm with a group in theater, I become much gayer. I mean, it's just it <laughs> it, it just. So I think that's true. I think <laughs> I'm you be so- more gay. Seriously. <laughs> It was but, so inappropriate. Afraid. Well, and honestly, <laughs> I'm just laughing just from my perspective yeah. of what I do, not what you. Oh no! Sorry. I mean, so, so I think that the queer community in general, you know, I think that it's gotten better. But I think that's something that we are very conscious of. Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, it's not even conscious anymore. I just know that when I'm in a group of males, I know are all heterosexual males. I my voice just goes it goes deeper. Just you know. which made me laugh, not because of what you necessarily yeah. that situation, but just me picturing picturing myself in a room with. Like heterosexual women. Oh my god! It's like that, like high pitch. I'm like, oh, give me the fuck out of your mouth. Like, I feel like completely. Like, I get out of the situation fast. Like, so it it made me laugh because I'm like, I I don't I do that in other areas. Like, mm-hmm. I'll pick up accents and cadence from the the the, the environment. Yeah, from the group that you're around. That I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I know I didn't do a great job with one hundred percent. Just my tone and my pitch changes with that. Too. Yeah, it just it changes. Yeah. And um, I was in a you know around people who are like pure blooded Irish women, and it just it's but I could cadence with them to the point that they thought I was also Irish. Mm-hmm. When I'm in it, I could hear it really well. But I just when I hear that, oh like, it's just like, like I can't even do it because I'm just like, oh my god, you can't do it. It's yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't. I don't I really should, like doing that either. I know it's just not. So we're turning to ask questions. Um, we got to back and forth. We're we're on. We were going to talk a little bit about you know the backlashes and is that yeah so yeah is that the next question? That's the next question. Okay. Oh, so have have there been any backlash from friends, family, or community when you came out? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and next question. And, um. Yeah, it's my sad. mom just really it's sad, yeah. It's it's especially for me coming from I was in kind of a oh, where did my water go? I don't know where your water went. Anyway, I was in a pretty uh Oh, I took your water. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he keeps trying to pour the well, water. Like it's a fucking spell. <laughs> we'll take this out of the podcast. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, it's, it's all, all good. good. <laughs> One of our podcasts, we have Dean bringing me dinner in the middle of in it. In the middle of it. Right. And there's a cat and the cat and another one and dogs and another. It's, you know. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Podcast is live. Backlash from coming out. At yeah. the time that I realized I was trans, I was living with my parents. I was trying to save money to either go back to school and get my master's degree or buy a house. So this would have been, forgive me, around COVID time as well, or yeah, one year ago now. Yeah. Okay. That's I, from our earlier conversation. I kind of pegged that time frame. So you guys had so a lot January of January twenty twenty two. A lot of stressors. Mm-hmm. A lot of stressors at yeah. that time. On top of all the other things. Um. 
And for me personally, COVID was like a really healing time because um, that was when I started like really working on myself and kind of deconstructing my religion and kind of figuring out who I was, was all through the COVID times, which turned out to be pretty common. A lot of trans people figured out they were trans during the pandemic. Weird, when we take time to reflect. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're kind of stuck with yourself. You have to get to know yourself. Um, so anyway, um, I kind of kept on dropping hints to them that I might be trans um, or that I might be non-binary or something like that. And it just didn't seem to register because they're very much in the Christian nationalist, um, conservative, Trump supporting, um, you know, yeah. world. That's what I know. Yeah. And so eventually when it became clear that I was serious about it and that I was taking steps to transition, um, you know, getting on hormones, learning how to do makeup, updating my wardrobe, changing my name, um, reintroducing myself, learning how to walk and learning how to talk and all of these things. Um, and it kind of got to a point where hiding it became more psychologically painful than whatever pain that I thought I would feel from them. Mm -hmm. And so even though I had kind of like told them several times that I was kind of working on it, when it became obvious to them that I was going out dressed up and I was coming home and I was wearing makeup and doing all these things, they were like, okay, well, you can't stay here. Um, we can't support you if you're making these decisions. We can't support this lifestyle. And they, I said, one time I sat down with my dad and I said, dad, like, I thought you said you'd always support me and you'd always love me. And he said, we do. We'll always support you and we'll always be here if you need me. And I said, well, I need your support now. And he said, well, you understand why we can't do that, right? And mm. that was kind of like a wake-up call for me. And it was like, oh, okay. Their idea of support is very different from what real support is. Mm -hmm. And it's turned out that their idea of love has been very different too, because I always figured that their love would be very unconditional because that's what they always said. You know, right. Our love is unconditional. We'll always love you no matter what. But very rooted in a hetero mm -hmm. Christian and view. My mom said, I'll always love you as my son, but I could never love a daughter as much as my son. Also, fuck you. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm real. Yeah. So I've tried to keep the channels of communication open between them sure i've tried to educate them about what i believe not trying to change their minds just sure. say hey will you read this it'll at least let you know my perspective and they say no we already know what your side thinks your side thinks <laughs> <laughs> wow so there's a side yeah that's what i thought too. yeah like oh there's a side yeah. like wait hold on a second okay wow and then at um Christmas, I went and had Christmas with them. And the worst part of it all is I have a kind of a sister-in-law-ish. She's like an adopted sister and she's got a four-year-old daughter who's like my goddaughter and I love her more than anything. But um, I think they're all training her to be transphobic too. And, you know, that's really hard when somebody who you really cared about and really poured into is like, 
telling you that you're not valid as a human mm-hmm. being. And that you should be feared. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. It's just hard. It's hard. And so, like I said, I've tried to keep the communications open, but every time I go and visit them, it's like there's the elephant in the room. Yeah. They won't refer to me by my name. They'll just say, hey, you, or they'll call me by my old name. That's my birth name that I haven't gone by by for like three years now or more. Um, And it's just kind of like, <sighs> that's like the main example. Other examples that happened was I got a call from a friend. I was like, hey, how are you doing? He said, great. It's good to hear from you. I'm getting married. What's going on with you? And I said, oh, I found out I'm trans. And we talked for a while and he was going to invite me to the wedding. But then after he found out I was trans, I never heard anything from him again. And my best friend stopped talking to me when I deconstructed my religion, which was about three years ago. And I was supposed to be, you know, in his wedding and he didn't even invite me. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, I've gone through some. So yeah, you're not just <laughs> finding who you are, but you are refinding your family. I'm finding you're finding your people. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. so then the people who have stuck by me, I appreciate so much more. Um, and I have some really good friends who I've <laughs> my oldest friend from college, they and I were roommates, and they ended up coming out as non-binary trans non-binary about a year before I came out as trans and so we they were joking to me and we they, <laughs> they were like ah oh, we were just two lesbians living together who didn't even know it yet <laughs> that's how it starts always it starts that way oh, oh it was great well I'm I'm sorry that that's been your experience I know that's not a unique necessarily in the culture of, of transgender individuals and a lot of folks have suffered oh, some yeah. version of just not being, you know, welcomed by their family. Yeah, and it's rough because it's still, I'm still me. Yeah, 100. There's nothing 100%. about me that's changed. I'm just more authentic. You've identified who you are as a person. Instead. I'm more motivated. I'm, yeah. Like, I wish they could be happy for me. And I hope they, can't they get, get there. I hope they can too. I hope they get there for, you know, just for them, but yes. also for you. But do you still plan on going to holidays to them or do you think that was your thing that stopped that for a little bit? If you don't mind asking, you can say fuck off, Gary. That's Otherwise, we can just do a cutout and yeah, just do like a cutout. cutout and just mail a cutout. Sorry. I'm like <laughs> of a stupid situation. Sorry. I take that back. I am interested in keeping the dialogue open, mm-hmm. but they need to learn how to respect my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And if they can't do that, then then it's not a relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at, is the ball is in their court. It's reasonable. Well, I was going to say that if you need a, a, always, you have a place to go for holidays with Dean and I. So always. <laughs> well, thank you. Just just know that. Even if it's the last second, just, say, um, just let us know and mm-hmm. you're there. Mm-hmm. I found a queer family here. Good. Which has been wonderful. Like I spent Christmas Day with them. Good. And, um, Honestly, it was like probably the best Christmas I've had in years. Good. Right on. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because there was just wasn't any pressure. We were all just hanging 
out and enjoying being together. Good. Yeah. I have a friend I've adopted. She's not of the family. She's certainly supportive of the queer culture, mm -hmm. um, but has been burned by family for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And um, they're just like, oh, fuck it. They don't accept me for me. I'm good. Yeah. And I'm like, well, our, there's just so you know, there's always two seats at the table. So there's always a seat at the table is, <laughs> is what I'm saying. It's like there's always in there like, oh, I don't do Christmas. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You don't have to. I invite you, I invited you to dinner just because it <laughs> happens to be on a Christmas day. Like you can still, you know what I mean? It's people make their families. We don't have to keep the nuclear proverbial families. So. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry sure. you went through that. Um, I'm still going through it. I mean, I'm still yeah. going to go through yeah, it fair. until. Until you're, until you're wherever you are. Until I'm wherever I am. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I love my family very much. Oh, yeah. I've probably been hurt by them more than anybody else in the world. Often that is the case with yeah. families. With uh, being on the podcast, mm -hmm. the Quinundrum podcast. The Quinundrum. The Quinundrum. What, um, what is something that you hope our listeners would get out of our podcast today? Mm. I mean, I feel like they're going to get a lot out of it, right? <laughs> but for you, what, what would be a hope that you would have? Um... There's a finger tapping and deep thinking. Happening. Finger tapping and deep thinking. I'm <laughs> tapping my lips with the, my index mm. finger just to give your listeners a visual. <laughs> I'm, I'm mimicking. I'm furrowing my brows deep in thought. There it is. I'm crossing my there eyes because I'm thinking so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think from what we've talked about so far, hopefully a broadening of perspectives. Mm. And being able to see that there's a lot of joy in the trans experience, even though, you know, all of that pain I just talked about with my family, I still wouldn't trade that. I wouldn't go back. And it's hard to explain that to somebody who hasn't experienced it firsthand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's hard to explain why you would be okay with being you know losing those relationships in that way but the joy on the other side is so much brighter and the it's unconditional that. love that you get from the people who really care about you it's life-changing it's life-changing it's so life-changing i mean i was raised you know christian we were taught that love can change anybody's heart you know, and that love is life-changing. Mm -hmm. But the most life-changing love I've found has been in the queer community and outside of the church. Yeah. And I remember my mom when that happened. Okay, there's a story I want to oh, share. Oh, no, share it. It's please. a silly story. Yeah, bring it. I don't know if it was my mom, but I remember when I was in church growing up and they were saying that there's people who go and then they decide that they're gay and then they run off and say, oh, the gay people are so loving. Oh, they're so loving and so nice to everybody. And somebody, maybe it was my mom, said, well, the only reason they say that is because they just want to have sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what a narrow-minded perspective. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just, not, it, I, no, I, I, but. I, I feel like that. that comes from a sexually repressed state Very of mind as well, repressed. too. Like, yes. like, yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's true, but that's what it feels like when people say shit like that. Well, like, and actually, and it's a lot from my, my. I'm assuming your parents are right around my age. I'm gonna assume that. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
and that does uh there's been studies that have shown that 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 kind of stuff is just better now even with, with in the in the community that i grew up in you did tend to a lot of times have you would just and i wasn't one of these people i want to say this but you just have sex with people just because it was also oh my god that person here let's have sex where now that's that um they've allowed like marriage and stuff like that to happen all that's going just the sexual diseases within the within the queer community are going down because all of a sudden it's just more open where that is at the time kind of what your parents just where you said sadly was kind of true but because of the way that they made it that way so i was like going that wasn't me that time. was an angel shining down on this moment <laughs> No, it's so, me leaving my sound on. Um, <laughs> that would have been in the nineties. What? That would have been in the nineties. Yeah, so that was yeah, and that was a scary, scary time. So <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's um, my wife. Um, just for our listeners who heard that loud ding, just sent me a picture outside of our recording studio of the dogs who are leaning against the door currently. Oh, I can hear them. I can hear. I, we oh, can hear them, but she felt she needed to send this adorable <laughs> picture of the dogs. Leaning against the door. Uh, they're enjoying the conversation too. <laughs> Speaking of which, we do. If you're okay, we want to get a picture of you before you leave to put up for the for the podcast. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So um, I put my makeup on. I think you look I gorgeous. You just Jesus Christ. Are you just you're, okay. you're gorgeous? And I, I, and you're. I put no makeup on. I have not worn makeup in two weeks. I'm very proud of you. And I haven't done that in a long time since I thought it was a sociably like required thing to do mm -hmm. in a professional field and i'm like you know what i'm still treated the same when i walk into these businesses and board meetings and city council I'm like who, who have i worn this makeup for mm -hmm. i you, mean i enjoy it but anyway. did you want to ask the next question you want me to because we're we've sort of gone off yeah track, we got a little so. bit off track and it, this will be a slightly longer episode and i'm fine with oh, that no. we're just oh no i'm just saying because with it. We originally saying I'd end with um, actually like we're no, just scratching the surface. The next, oh, the next question is up to you, my friend. On okay, I'm going to do both of them because I really want to do the next question after that. So oh, I, I want that question. Well, then you're doing the last. Then I get but the last. Just, then I get the last question. No, I'm saying then you're going to do question nine. I want to do question ten. I well, want we to still have to ask eight. I'll ask eight. You're eight. eight. I'm, I'm nine and you're ten. Here, give me the list. I want to give it to you. All right. Have we? I, I kind of thought we had, so. What is your we did. We did that. We did the hope of the queer community. That's what we've been doing. No, that was one one thing you want your listeners to get from for the podcast. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> what is well, happening? Kind of, okay, so we kind of answered it, but so what is your hope for the queer community? The queer community in general, I think, is a different question than what are the listeners getting out. Yeah. So what, what is your hope for the queer community? I really want to be able to see the queer community become like a beacon of like joy to the world, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to break out the song right now. So. Oh, la, la, la. Oh, yeah. Can I ask before you get too into, into that part of it? Mm -hmm. How do you, I, I know that we've talked to other people who feel that one of the issues in the queer community is that there seems to be divisiveness within the queer community mm -hmm. and that, um, can, how is that, how has that been an issue you've had? Um, specifically on on with transgender, is that an area that's occasionally, yeah, but not very often, and not very much in my personal experience. Mm -hmm. Though I am also 
pretty picky about the people that I hang out with and the people that I spend time with and the podcasts that I go Because <laughs> there will be more. <laughs> and she's going to get her own going, so it'll be. I would love to. I would love to. I've always wanted one. Um, have so to anyway. help support when you're. So when anyway, you're sorry. We're going to yeah, get sidetracked anyway, again. I think that the queer community exemplifies the kind of the kind of unconditional love and acceptance, like I was talking about earlier, that really drew me into religion when I was younger. Mm-hmm. That idea of everybody is here, everybody belongs. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are, you still belong here. And I found that that's more true in the queer community than probably anywhere else. And I think that as we become more connected as human beings, as we become less divided over things that don't matter, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be the queers that are leading the way into that kind of world where you don't have to worry about fitting in because you don't and nobody fits in and that's good and that's okay because everybody brings their own beauty to this world. Mm-hmm. And if we try to put everybody in these boxes, we're not going to see that beauty. Mm-mm. We're actually creating more problems exactly. than we're, than we're you fixing. Just, you word things so well. I just have to say that. You you do a really yeah. good job. I, I, I love watching you think it through. You're, Holly and I are both just very off-the-cuff people. I just love how you just yes. think, you're just very thoughtful <laughs> and responsive and measuring. Like, That's something to learn. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel the same way in terms of like we as a society get hung up on some shit that we don't need to get hung up on. Right. And that diversity and that uniqueness of who we are we can solve problems we can create some pretty amazing things we can yes just life-changing and and it's like why we just keep going 10 it feels like 10 steps back for every one that we take forward well it's because anytime you let people express their individuality in a way that goes beyond what's the socially acceptable norms that's a threat to the status quo yep and so for the people in power, that's a threat. Right now, yeah. the people in power are the religious right, at least in their own what they're, yes. they're the most they're, vocal. They're the most, they're vocal. most vocal. Yeah. But they're I, not necessarily think, in power. I think they we have are voice. seeing that though, in some yeah. in some regards, in terms of how you know certain states have showed up in the voting mm-hmm. these last couple of years and in mass numbers. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, okay, you know, we've we may have this generation may have done X and fuck things up. And this generation did other things, but they also fuck things up. And then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like all these things that we just keep putting on down to the next generation. It's like, it's everybody. It's, it's everybody. all generations. Yeah. And we need to stop thinking about this linear timeline of like, oh, well, it's this one generation is going to... Well, that division between the generations is part of pitting us against, against each other. Each other. Yeah. It, just, it really, it slows down our forward progression as a species. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that we can solve rather quickly if we just get out of our way. Well, and that's why when you have, when you're dealing with people who are fascistic, their slogans are make America great again, because they're looking at America from a time ago and wanting to go back there instead of actually progressing to something better. Mm -hmm. They have this idea that in the past it was perfect. So for my parents, that would have been around settler times when people were settling on the prairie. Yeah. So that, in which case, I want to ask you, Mom, you know you can't open a bank account, right? You can't manage yeah. your own money. You can't right. make money. But we read Little House you, on the Prairie. What are you doing wearing pants? Get those shit off. <laughs> right. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> but you read Little House on the Prairie, and it sounds nice. It sounds nice, yeah. right? And it's just, yeah, anyway. 
It's just crazy ass shit that we've been through. It is. But I, I'm here for that. I, I hope that not only our listeners get that as well, but our, our future mm-hmm. just grasps onto that. Um, if you could, just on that whole futuristic, let's jump back to the past. Uh, what If you could, what would you tell your 10-year-old self? I you? sometimes wonder because, oh, shoot, I have this meme I should share with you. Okay. But I'll describe it. It has a trans woman going back and talking to herself at several periods. Oh. And she goes back and talks to herself like when she's 20 and the kid's like, but what, how could this happen? Goes back and talks when it's the kid's like 10 or 13 and the kid's like, but no, I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Goes back and talks to the herself when she's like five or six. It's like, you, I get to be pretty. The little mm-hmm. kid says, Aww. and like, for me, that was like, that's probably how I would have reacted because at that point in my life, I was so sold out to everything that my parents mm-hmm. believed and everything my parents taught me. Naturally, right? Naturally. They are the, they are the ones educating you and they're your I mean, sole I, providers. There's memories that I look back on now from that times where it's like, Oh, that's a trans memory. There was a time that my mom brought out her old dresses and was like, Hey, do you want to wear these? And I was like, no, because I really wanted to wear them. And I was really afraid of what that meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. My brother didn't have that problem, but he's not trans. Yeah. So he just put it on and pranced around a while. Around, yeah. yeah. I was like, no way. My brother put him put them on and pranced around and he's gay yeah um, <laughs> so, you know it is interesting because our upbringing yeah. well, my brother was like seven at the time so her mother lucked out she got out of three kids two two that are part of the queer family i mean and, I mean, the, and great... the third how how would we know she's yeah. she's mentally disabled and mm-hmm. effectively but so yeah herself, i but... mean so she lucked out she got she got cream of the crop you know yeah so. honestly and my dad 50 50 two of his kids are gay questionable the third um yeah i'm just well so <laughs> i love that it just is yeah yeah so i i'm gonna hit that point home so what would exactly would you tell your 10 year old self oh follow it up and just yeah i'm my poor 10 year old self was so isolated from everybody and everything being homeschooled you know that i probably would just tell Tell them what I tell myself now. It gets it gets better. Okay. It gets better. Don't worry. It gets better. Mm. Because I don't think I would have accepted anything else. I mean, I I don't think I could have said anything that would have brought me happiness earlier in life. I don't think there was anything that I could have said to myself at that point yeah. that would have allowed me to grow faster than i was able to grow anyway mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah it does yeah. i i use a garden analogy mm-hmm. sometimes somebody else is the caretaker of that garden where we are planted mm-hmm. and even though we ha- may have knowledge of somewhere else maybe a garden nearby or whatever we don't have control over that until we change the circumstances yeah. of that. and uh, you know i i get it i, I it, it's like looking back and oh, what would you tell your 10 year old 10 year old self Protect your brother. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that comes to mind. If I could go back and say that, but as a ten-year-old self, I I wouldn't know. I would. I thought I was doing that. So telling myself that, what really, what am I serving at that point? Yeah, you know, it's like 
when you're ready, you're ready. When those moments happen, they're, they're there, you know, and, and I feel like that might be the case for you. It's like, if I'd known any sooner, I don't know that it necessarily would have made any difference at that point because it's just not where you were as an individual. I might have said, if you hear the term autogynophilia, don't believe it. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I love there. you. So I love yeah. you. Okay, that's... I'm just like, uh, yep. All right. <laughs> so we have one more soul-searching question well, for this, you. This is the last and most deep question yeah, for so. our listeners. Prepare uh, yourself. Are are you more Star Trek or Star Wars? This is a good question. Yeah. <laughs> good question. Okay, because I love them both. Okay. Great answer. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to finish. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You're going to let me go away. Okay. I think Star Wars has the higher highs, but Star Trek has the more consistently interesting episodes. Does that make sense? All right. So like with Star Wars, you have episode five, which is great movie. And then you have, you know, Star Wars Andor, which is fantastic. You have Knights of the Old Republic. I love Andor. Andor is so good. Andor is so good. No, that's not fair. We are asking this question now that good shit is being dropped. <laughs> um, Knights so- of the Old Republic is just as good, but that's a video game. So not as many people have gotten to that one. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars TIE Fighter, just as good, but not as many people have gotten to that one because that's like a 90s video game. But that's where General Thrawn was introduced, which if you don't know, is one of the best characters in Star Wars. Okay. Um, I, I don't know that one. <laughs> Star Trek is also equally as good because they tend to explore a lot more interesting ideas than Star, uh, Star Wars does. And Lower Decks, I hear, is amazing. I need to watch that. Uh, yes, definitely, for sure. But well stated. Well stated for both fronts. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Star Wars approaches things that, like, you know, just things that we can relate to as a society. And Star Star Wars is, I mean, they're dealing with the same shit we're dealing with, but just in a different skin. One yeah, thing that I'm going to give Star Trek much better than Star Wars, though, is that just they're much there's now in this time frame yes. now they're hitting the the queer community much better than than star wars oh yeah star wars really does it yeah and, and much more diversity who's the who was the the guy that we were, we were shitting on and doing we were doing our star wars. rick berman yes rick fucking rick that got every opportunity for a good queer storyline just fucked it off i'm like what why for no good reason oh we just can't handle that we'll just into it a little bit if you want to see some really good um discussion of gender and sexuality in the star trek yeah. universe check out jesse gender on youtube i actually have i've never heard of this she's great okay yeah well when i tell you to watch stuff you go oh i'll get to that eventually you never do so i give up telling you shit so okay first of all you shouldn't you shouldn't no don't fist up on that you don't do that no I have I have shit that I'm doing right now. I just don't give up on me. I'm sure I don't give up on you at this point. Because I mean, and we know this about you. Know, you. you know. This, this is, I mean, the that aspect is not, I mean, if I gave you a book to read, you'd be like into it, you know, where you like that stuff, but that's very secondary to you. You know, so I get that, you know. I, I'm not okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I get where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So yeah. um it's always nuts though when you have like the same YouTube recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it is it's oh it's just it's yeah. so it's so it just brings uh, out all the nerd queerness you could ask for. Well yeah. then I should definitely check. there's so Gary has been sharing on Cordondro um 
the what the fat Facebook. Oh, the queer figures. The queer figures. Yeah. And so far, I'm like, I have no fucking clue. Like, I will literally like Google everything I can to try to figure out what this image is, and I know nothing about it. And then he drops the names, and I'm like, out of all of those, two of them I knew. And then I'm like, wait, he's gay. Wait, he's wait, what? And it's just and oh, for all my that. and for all the listeners, you know, please. I, a lot of them I'm not getting from the, my followers on Twitter, but Facebook people. Put yourself on Twitter, get a Mastodon, come on. Okay, so I did not like <laughs> Mastodon. We'll wait to see what happens with that, that platform. I like it. I have fun there. So I'm on, right now, I'm on Twitter, uh, Spaces, um, I get, which is I get dick queer centered. I wish I did get dick pics. I don't, I don't see any of that stuff. I get vagina, but not on. I got vagina dick pics. I just but, don't get that, any of that. On, I don't get that on spaces. So I literally, I just have some wonderful discussions. I was on spaces for like seven days, and I filled out the pla- the, the the description of the Queer Nudge podcast, um, and that. Oh, it's because I put a gay man on there. Fucking a. Never mind. But I, I solved I my problem. I still don't get any. I don't get any dick pics. Well, anyway, let me just send you the description, and you'll get them. <laughs> um, but just that I'm on. So Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. I'm still working on Instagram. I've gotten much better on. Um, oh, and Snapchat. oh, on your personal, yeah. Yeah. Personal. So I've um, got an Instagram. Oh no, Marcia. And we will definitely make sure that's in our, and in our notes. I think I'm following you on that yeah we're friends yeah, yeah. on that so can we call each other friends we're mutuals <laughs> <laughs> but no i honestly almost from the big when i first met you this is because I, I i really don't blow smuggle people's asses because i i but i really felt a real connection with you and so i just wanted to get to know you better so yeah. it was something that um if if i don't this the good and the bad Same, part about honestly me, yeah is i i if i don't like somebody they tend to know it mm-hmm. and i that's i i'm so I I think you're wonderful. I'm so glad you came on this podcast. Me too. With us, so. yeah, I'll tell you, you something. When I like somebody, I try to spend time with them. Oh, good. So well, you're going to be spending a lot of time that. with us. I, love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you being our, our first guest of season three. Thank you so much. Oh, I brought in the new season. You are. Yeah. yeah. Our, our, spouses, started, our yeah. spouses take over. But beyond that, you they're are. They're not guests. They're just, you know. They're just. Yeah. They're, they're, clean they're arm candy. They're really. clean arms. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They're arm candy. They're. Would that stay true? Can yeah. you see my wife? Right. Uh, right? Right? <laughs> well, she and I have been working out and she's been, she's been, anyway. Desiree's my favorite of the two of them. Yeah. I try not to let her uh, know that, so. Anyway, she's. Actually, I've, I've known Desiree longer. longer. Than, than, yeah. So there's bias anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We've been working out. Yeah, we've been working out uh, actually together. And that's something I never thought would be. This is not, she's not a gym person, but mm-hmm. we've been going to uh, training classes in the morning and um yeah she's just been killing it and i'm like oh yeah like this is so great and then she puts on this outfit and she's like she just does like this little thing with her shoulders and you're like checking her form out and i'm like <laughs> my mouth is dropping i'm just like damn so we got date night tonight is that what's happening she goes oh, i'm going to, going to work i'm like you're wearing this to school <laughs> what are you doing keep I mean, in mind not- you're still in the newlywed stage where now i mean we've been together for a while we've only been married oh, yeah. for no wait, we've been married two years a year. Two years. Two years. We've been married two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah. So, um, stretch, that, stretch that honeymoon. Our get our guest knows we've been married for two years now. <laughs> so anyway. And no. I, I one thing if I forgot to update my listeners on is that uh and I I uh about almost my anniversary of my weight loss surgery is coming up 
pretty soon. So, oh yeah, congratulations. Yeah, so March, so it's getting, but, um, so I uh, have really started getting back into exercising and doing the swimming and stuff like that much more. So, because mm-hmm. I've lost my ass completely. But, you know, yeah, you got no ass. Man, if you I, mentioned I, it. I never noticed because it's no. not my thing. You're yeah, not my thing. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, but you're like, yeah, I have no ass. And I'm like, hey, you really no, just have an yeah. ass. So, yeah. but so really just getting back into I what I love is I'm actually doing stuff where I don't have to I'm not looking to lose weight just to get some body tones so, I'm excited yeah. about that so yeah. I usually and I forgot to update people on that I kept people asking me about that all, all the all we the should we should time. touch base on that in our next show yeah. next weekend yeah. follow up on that a little bit thank you for ringing in the third season of Quernandrum as our guest thank you so much for having me it was lovely uh, it's been great so We'll be back in your ears next week. And until then, be well. And be queer, you fabulous motherfuckers. I stopped censoring you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. At Conundrum Podcast. And email us at Conundrum at Conundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer.